Spending all my nights alone, waiting for you to call me. You're the only one I want by my side when I fall asleep. Tell me what I'm waiting for. Tell me what I'm waiting for. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to What's the Dilly's podcast, a podcast where we aim to entertain and bring you behind the scenes and into the minds of my favorite dancers in hopes that it can help you in your dance journey and maybe can apply in your life too. For our fifth guest of the season, we're already up to episode five. How crazy is that? Thank you for everyone that's watching and supporting. We have an individual who has danced for a notorious dance company, a part of the infamous team, Yeah The Boys. Oh, we know that name. Is now completing his third year of dance studies. Third year? Third year of dance studies at University of Auckland and is currently a teacher at On Beat Dance Studio. Welcome to the pod, Anton Polifale. Woo-hoo! Sorry, Jay, did I say your, did I say your last yeah, name? Yeah, right? yeah. Fuck. You got it, you got it. Thanks, bro, thanks, bro. Yeah. So how's it been, bro? How's it been? Oh, wow. Uh, it's been good. It's been good. Been a busy, busy start to the year, but um, obviously, this, uh, let's, let's just uh, not ignore the elephant in the room the coronavirus is, has struck i mean um we're supposed to be in china around the time that it kind of like went crazy but um yeah like it's um it's been an early start i mean i kind of kicked off this year and um straight away in jan in the beginning prepping for our china tour for um our university um that's kind of what we do in our last year of dance studies we do a tour around schools and stuff but obviously when the coronavirus hit um they cancelled our tour and it's been just hectic ever since but yeah i always uh, i remember at the start of the year whenever i saw you i'd always ask yo versus um, how's, how's it going and then you'd always be sad because of the whole um the china trip thing and i'd be like mm-hmm. oh shit fuck mm-hmm. yeah i probably shouldn't ask him how it's going yeah. <laughs> but um a little backstory of how I met Anton. Oh. I, I actually met him, uh, you know, we have our notes up right now and he sees the notes. So I actually met Anton back at Suso, bro. And if you don't know what Suso is, Suso is a competition run by, oh, actually, I can't remember who it's run is by. It Auckland Council, is it? No. I, I can't remember, bro. But it's, it's a, it's a um, Southside um, local uh, dance competition. And it's stand up, stand out. And so oh, I met Anton there when he was like, what, year 12? probably yeah yeah so he came on and his set was like um was a set dedicated to your grandma was it oh yeah yeah i don't even remember that yeah man that was that was a long time ago man that's is there any footage still up on my facebook but i i don't i don't even open that up but yeah that was in like 2016 i think yeah yeah i think so yeah yeah Oh. Man, that's actually been a while. When when I met Anton and I saw his set, like as as an other competitor, I was like, man, fuck, this guy's really good, bro. Like <laughs> legit, I was I was gonna I was those salty Ripping dudes. the West Side. I was salty, bro. I was like, oh man, fuck, this guy's pretty good. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. He's thick. He's thick. <laughs> but uh, like, when I first saw you and saw you do that set, I was like, dude, this is crazy, cause. To be honest, I did. I never had the balls to do a set like that because mm. it's quite an emotional set, and it's yeah. like no, it's for a competition that's like not. It's like bam, bam, boom, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. It's like, it's for a classic kind of um, hip hop comp. Well, mm. Not hip hop, but like it's for a classic kind of that kind of competition, mm. right? So when I saw Anton do this kind of uh, emotional take and more urban contemporary take, I was like, "Whoa, dude! This guy's like 
dude, this guy's got balls, man. Like he's trying things that people aren't trying, and he's and he's like showing his artistic um, take on things. I was like, mm. dude, that's that's nice, bro. That's so nice to see, and that's mm. so refreshing to see. But he'll still sink, and I still <laughs> and we still beat him. <laughs> Still didn't qualify. <laughs> we still didn't even make it. Even the next year, we didn't even make it. Wow. But so good. Nah, bro, you made it in like the hearts of people, you know. Yeah. I still remember uh, you. Uh, yeah, I, I still I'm remember. Pretty sure you. we we got the people's choice at the end of the day. Just you know, didn't make it. But hey, you know, built great friendships. Oh, which is why we're here. Um, but yeah, I, I guess like coming from that, that was like pretty much the the pinnacle of where I pretty much like knew oh, okay you know i'm gonna start taking dance quite seriously because i guess in high school it was like <clears throat> where where am i gonna go to what am i gonna do mm. and then throughout 2015 um that's when i first joined notorious and then i was like oh okay you know getting a feel for the dancing and stuff and then i just you know ever since then i just fully pledged myself into this um art form and just went in it with all conviction yes Fucking nice, bro. Mm. But we still want. Nah, 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 Ah, one thing that made me sad. I get oh this week. Ah, uh, oh, probably last week. No, having no uh, like walking around with uncertainty is really? is a is a big thing that's being kind of like dwelling on my mind at the moment. Um, just like I feel it in society here in New Zealand, especially yep. like I said. Um, the coronavirus it's it's a big thing and it's been kind of you know always constantly on my mind it affects um my job and other like yeah. freelancers jobs and stuff like that like we don't we live off contracts and stuff like that and when something like this happens those those contracts you know there's nothing that says oh if something were to happen blah 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 but luckily enough the the government has um said in some um you know, ways to pay us, um, which is good, and I and I'm glad about that. But it's just this uncertainty that I work, I I walk around with every day, knowing what's what's going to be next, what's going to get cancelled, mm. um, and I guess that's the thing that makes me feel very, um, yeah, I, I guess just uncertain about things. But that's where I'm currently at in terms of sadness. But yeah, yeah that's me. All right, let's head into our first segment. Okay. Uh, so this segment I call the Daily News Report with Rodney Tuswick. Oh if God. you're a real fan of Anton, Whoa. if you're a real fan of Anton, you know who Rodney is. You know who Rodney is. He has blonde hair. Oh, He's, he has a mustache. He's uh, He interviews He's, uh, people like William and uh, oh, Alex and all those people. Jasmine. Man. All right, bro. So um, this is just like a way for the community just to get to know a bit more about you as like a person. And yeah, so starting with question one, what's your favorite YouTube channel to binge watch, bro? Wait, am I answering it as Rodney or am I, um, or you? Nah, that, nah, that's completely up to you, bro. I just I just picked the name because I thought it was fun to bring back something that uh, n- not right. many people would like to bring up, you know? 
All right, since you pulled him out of that. Ah, there we go. Come out, come, come out of the closet for a little there bit. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the... What's your favorite YouTube channel to binge watch, bro? <sighs> I love, and I love this. Uh, I love... Uh, no, I can't even do it. I, I love to watch um, Vox News. Hey. Uh, I, I, I love to watch, like, mini um, documentaries and stuff like that. That's my guilty pleasure. Oh, like, my guy. Like... Just learning new things and yep. just random tips. Even this morning, like I was watching something on like car cleaning or like those satisfying videos of. Um, is it when the car's like dirty ass yeah, and, they, and then they, they go, go deep clean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are fun, eh? <laughs> I didn't even like ask for it, but you know, it popped up on my newsfeed. I was like, yeah. You know, I, I that's one of the like main things I procrastinate about is when I come into those onto YouTube and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna research and I'm gonna look at this. And then I see that and I'm like, I'm gonna watch that. And then I end up, it ends up being 30 minutes, but I try to scrub through, but still, I waste time. But hey, hmm. fun fact. Bro, but the algorithm is super strong though. Eh? I know. Like it's so good how it comes up with like the recommended videos that you want. Yeah, Fun. it is. I love the algorithm. Love that. Two, what is your favorite place to eat and what is your favorite dish? Let's go. Oof. Let's go. You know, if you told me this last year, I probably would have had a, a different answer, like a more strong answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. But I'm gonna be quite generic, and I'm just gonna say butter chicken from the um from any like Westfield Mall. Yeah. Yeah. Just I I I I can't specifically put my finger on it no wait no i can't yeah that's right if you're ever in um reba mm -hmm. there's this there's this there's this uh, indian place near manuel high school called spice star and it's so slept on bro because it's you pass it's one of those things that you can just pass by every mm. day but the moment when i went in and actually tried it i was like bro this is the right. meanest butter chicken i've ever had and it's value too because it's like star. it's not hard out like um 15 12 dollars it's like 10 dollars or something 11 dollars so it's just it's just a dollar difference but it's like bro it's so it's so okay. much good value bro so if you're ever out there bro try it it's, it's actually really nice all right uh question three. First three words that come into your mind when i say rodney rodney uh crazy yeah um unpredictable yep. kiwi nice too slick stupid yeah. Um, <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, ridiculous. Yeah. School. Why tech? Um, drop out. Barely passed. <laughs> oh my god. A uh, Krona. Oh. Um, Beersies. Yeah. Uh, she'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and Bayeries. Goldlink. Oh. One of his new tracks, UCA, um, Tyler the Creator, um, 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 Crew. Nice. Yeah, the boys. Oof. Um, iconic. Oh, yeah. Um, for the boys. Oh. Um, cheeky. Yep. Vicky. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's go. Um, Venezuela. Um, hard, hard. 
Annoying. Nah. Oh, so, oh, oh, <laughs> oh fuck. Um, oh, fuck, you're getting exposed, bro. Um, uh, loving. Yeah. Oh, bro, that was a good save, man. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Family. Family first. Um, oh, nice. Always. Forever. Nice. Yep. And lucky last, Andy. Andy. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm just gonna put a dash in between us. Yeah. Good guy. Oh, thank you. Smooth. Hey, thank you. All right. What's your best personality trait, bro? In your opinion, what's your best personality trait? I'm. I think what you said before, how you said that people find you approachable, I get that a lot. Like, yep. easygoing and yep. approachable. Definitely. And I like, that's one of the things I like to pride myself on is just being this person that, you know, is for the people. Yep. And yeah. That's it. Uh, what's your favorite song to sing when no one is around? Oh, that's such a hard one. But it usually depends on like, what I hear before and then I unconsciously just start singing it out mm. loud over and over again um, but oh, yeah I can't really put my finger on it but you have to answer on three two one okay you say buy a gold link ah. I was just like belting that out in the car nice but, yeah. alright what's one quote you live by or one that's been on your mind lately ooh Know your worth. Oh. Mm. And, and I only say that because of just recent events that has led me to um, thinking about, you know, what is my worth as an artist and as a person and what, what makes me valuable and what, what I can offer at kind of like what cost, essentially. Yeah. And this one's one that I came up with now, which is what's, what's your top three things to do while in quarantine oh. yeah um top three things is this things that i want to do or things that i probably should do i should do uh, let's do things that you want to do because if you should do them like yeah and you're not you that's know true. that's true that's true yeah um so what do you want to do? do yeah i want to find what i can do at home that'll still be um, still be fun to fun to make in terms of content. You mm. know, what I, what can I do at home? Mm. I got sisters, I got dad, I got mom, I got whole family at home. What yeah. I, what what can I do with them that'll make it fun? Um, nice. Uh, Anton's geez. Anton's a family man. If you if you follow him, follow him on Instagram at Anton yeah, bro. Like he goes to his sister's games all the time, bro. Let's go. She's the best soccer player in the team. That's football, football, Oish. football. It's not soccer. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. But um, three things. Uh, uh, I pretty much like live, breathe, and sleep with dance. But mm. um, oh, edit videos. Nice. I like doing that yeah. Yeah, videos and um, and um, and like vision 
vision. I like to vision, envision yeah. a lot of things. Like ah, yeah. Future, yeah. everything. I was yeah. like, vision, what? 2023, 2023 vision. I was like, what? <laughs> nice, nice. And that concludes our first segment. Woo-woo. All right, guys, we're going to take a small little break. If you haven't followed us already, follow us on Instagram at What's the Dillies Podcast. Send in your questions, send in what you want answered, what you want advice on, and we'll try our best to help you out, you know? And sweet as, that is us. Sweet ass. Question number one, Anton. What are a few lessons you've learned from teaching your weekly classes? This is a good question. Yeah. question. Um, What I've learned from teaching weekly, it's taught me a lot of things, like just how to teach in genuine. Yeah. uh, In genuine. Oh my God. In general. Yeah. um, And like understand people as learners and what, Cause like I've been in that position my whole life, you know, mm. from primary school, you know, you've been learning stuff, but like when you're a dancer, it's more or less the physical practice of doing the movement. And, um, sometimes it's not natural and that's why we all have, you know, certain levels that we set like beginner, intermediate, advanced, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then there's times where like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a bit different when I, when I teach because I always try to alter my, um, my sets to my students, obviously because of the, the range of different levels. But um, when I come into a class now, there's a lot of experience that comes from me um, making mistakes, um, not uh, doing things right or not teaching things properly. Mm. Um, where I've had, um, yeah, that's that's brought my knowledge a bit more um, forward as opposed to staying back where I was in 2018. Because, um, yeah. I mean, when I was teaching weekly classes at Crave um, in 2018, it was... Shout out Crave. Shout out Crave. Miss that place. Um, it, was a, it was a weird stage because I just... I just came out of high school, straight out of high school, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like this, I, I announced myself as a free. I wanted to do, a, I wanted to be a freelance choreographer at the end of 2018, um, like at our notorious dance company dinner, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna leave and I'm just gonna pursue my own thing. Had no idea what I was gonna do, mm. um, but all of a sudden, like these, um, I had talked to Michelle, who owns TST. And then she she linked me up with V, and then V. If you guys don't know V, V is goat. She is cool. Um, and what do you call it? Yeah, like I I had brought myself to this place, and I was like, oh, like I'm unsure of it, but it happened, and I was like, oh my god, um, what do I do. But then I honestly just like. I, I knew that I was starting uni at the same time, so all of this was a was a new stage of my life, and it was a new thing to come upon um, that would develop on my skills that I've learned throughout 2017 from an artist. Now I want to just try and become a teacher and upskill my um, my knowledge of passing it on to others. Yeah. Um, in a different space because yeah, I had never done anything like this before, but. Um, like when I was teaching weekly, I just tried to apply as much as I could from my previous learnings from um, Notorious and like 
pass it on as well as bring my own knowledge of my own experiences with it and at the same time I try to take classes on top of that to um, make sure I was still feeding them relevant information that was needed at the time mm. um, <clears throat> but I guess one of the what are the like main lessons that I've learned is to be very patient with people because sometimes it can be a little bit um, tedious almost just yeah. you know doing things over mm. and over and I know that some people's process of learning and growth, you know, yeah. it takes time. It's not going to just happen overnight. Mm. Um, and yeah, and like applying, another thing too is like applying my craft and knowing that, you know, it may not look right at first on someone's body because they've been doing a certain style their whole life. Ah. But with time, it'll slowly sink into them and then they'll find themselves within it yeah. and not necessarily performing it like me, but perform, performing it like themselves, but at the same time within my style that I have. Um, and as well as that, like, discipline, um, as in, like... Because sometimes when I, when I find that I teach, it's very... Um, I get very relaxed and I get almost too chill where I don't set a, a certain standard in the room where it's like, okay, we're all going to get this set and we're going to mm. make sure we yep. we get the fundamentals of it and like actually get the training's worth out of it as opposed to it mm. being... Because um, what I think I was trying to do before is just set a really just chill, like just casual, like almost like a social environment, not, not uh. very, you know, training-based um, kind of class, but that's one of the things I've trying to do because I want anyone who comes to my class to, to make sure that they grow and get something out of it as opposed to just coming and, you know, um, just clapping their hands together and just being like, yo, like it, it is cool and it has, a, it has its own place, but I want to try and find a balance in between that and the hardcore like training vibes. Because I'm not all about that and I'm not all about the chillness, but yeah. there's a healthy medium before, yeah. between the two that I'm trying to find at the moment. But yeah, that's what I've pretty much... Um, a couple of things that I've kind of reflected and tried to apply every single class. Mm. Yeah. Fuck, dude, that's so interesting, eh? Because now that you now that you um do talk about it, I realize that there does need to be like a healthy balance between super serious and super, uh, I mean, super serious and chill. Because otherwise, it's gonna be like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being super serious, right? But yeah. it kind of you also makes it that. hard to learn as well. You know, yeah. like you need you need a balance of both for us. It's just. It's, it's a bit too tense in a way yeah. yeah um that's why like after there was a certain point in time where i just stopped i stopped taking serious classes because mm. i was like man this is like a bit too that's a bit too much like everyone's like i don't i'm not really like talking to anyone and that's kind of like the thing i kind of like about classes as well is it's not just like it's not just you learning something right mm. but it's you able to like connect with your community right because we always have those moments like we always have like comps or stuff where we can like you know go hard and do our thing but in community classes like that's what it's about you know you see the same people you almost see the same people every week right so you yeah. want to like start a relationship with them but sometimes it feels like you know you just learn a set and you go home so yeah yeah um that's true uh, question two bro uh what is your creative process like how long does it take um, for you to come up with a choreography? Does it start from a feeling? Does it start from an idea, a message? Uh, walk us through your process. Mm. Um, cool. That's a, that's a good question as well. I love that. Um, 
my creative process derives from derives from silly things really like like I just watch videos like a lot of my inspiration that I draw from a lot in terms of concepts and um, humor I like to watch like a lot of SNL skits oh really I like to dude that yeah. makes so much sense bro yeah. I like to watch a lot of those um, Key and Peele yeah um, just that real like sometimes dark but like funny humor like um sometimes i'll watch out because sometimes it get too dark you know there's there was a couple concepts i had to chuck out because they were like and then i was like okay maybe not but you know the idea was there and i was exploring but um yeah it derives from just like videos or or a feeling that i have when i listen to a song like if i listen to a specific song i get into this um, stage where I can envision what I'm gonna do as any artist does but there's a certain tone or a certain kind of vibe that I set for myself and I'm like okay you know what am I gonna do how is it gonna like be seen if I am like one thing that I've just recently implemented into my creative processes um, like formations how's the formations gonna oh, look how's the comp yeah. composition of um, the choreography gonna look um, and like not setting choreography as is because I feel like when we get into that habit it's almost like it's fixed and it's, you can never change it and then, like if I create a move and I want to move to the right but it only goes to the left but I really love that move that moves to the left you know what's stopping me from knowing the possibilities of going right you know it could look better than the left I don't know this, this is just something that I think about but like um, and as well as that, like when I think of people who are the outcasts, like yeah. um, I like I like watching Amine, um, his video clips, and like like I said before, like Tyler the Creator, um, <clears throat> just a lot of their almost wackiness. Just you know, they're just almost out there. They're, they're funny, but they're like they're still dope. Yeah. And that and that's one thing I'm trying to um, that I've. I've kind of made for myself is like I like to be funny and I like to you know joke around and stuff like that but I can still try to kill off a combo and I can still like execute stuff mm. as well as you know anyone else yes. and finding that balance where I was like oh ha, he's that guy but yep. then oh okay he's that guy you mm. know and, and it's and it's cool to find that balance because that's not really there's no norm of that going on yeah. around me where I feel like everyone's like either serious or like chill and you know um, and I and I like to be that I like to be that bridge in between the two where it's like yeah we can take it serious we can um, you know do these things and take things a lot of serious and try and create things that are but then just something a, a bit more pulled back so there's uh, there's the two things that I'm constantly playing with um, as well as um, my new love for contemporary dance has really changed my perspective because um, when we when we think of contemporary dance or when I do I think of like very abstract thoughts and very out of it things and I and I always try to um, when I create something like oh but what else what else is there if this person had done something like this before like what what will you do to make it different what will you do to um, you know, make it even bigger than it was before. Because um, I mean, like, yeah, I guess with one of my 
uh, creative process for <laughs> for one of my videos, um, Can We Talk? Yeah. And we're like in the rain. I was like, I think I was, I was coming to uni and I was in the bus and I was literally just blasting the song and I was just like feeling it for days, but I never knew what I wanted to do with it. Had nothing, no process or whatever. Um, and I was just sitting in the bus and it was pouring and I was like doing one of those R&B looking out the window and I was just like, oh my God. And I was like feeling it. And I was like, can we? And I was like, oh my God. In the rain. And I was yeah. like, okay, I've got to do this. Like. I see it like I see it with the song like yep. the song was there I envisioned it I saw the ring that just gave me even more of a, a even gave me more inspiration and I was like I'm gonna make a video where we're dancing in the rain on the road as mm. if like it was an old-school R&B kind of vibe mm. funny story with that you know process I made it up and I taught um, the boys it and I was like, okay, like we're gonna do this and stuff and we never really got around to doing it. But then my birthday came up and then I was like, oh, okay, um, what am I gonna do? And I was like, I wanna release a video. And this was like two days before. So I hit up the boys that I did um, do it with, which was Kadia and um, Christian, shout out to my boys. And they, I had to go over to their house at midnight. My birthday was, July 15th, this was July 14th at 12 a.m. going over to reteach Christian over to his house to go back to Kadia to oh reteach him that. Yeah. To go back home, sleep for two hours, pick them up in the morning, and then go to Alex Alex's house. Shout out to Alex, Alex Page. And we shot right outside of her house and we had no rain. It was like spitting was like very little it was like pew, 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 pew. and it was like nothing but we we're like okay we'll make it work i'll just add some rain effects slap it over the top it'll be good but then like all of a sudden like it just pissed down like there was just rain everywhere and i was like this is it one take no cake yeah we did two but <laughs> it was like i don't know at the time like it felt so right to just do and I've never felt like that before where the rain was hitting and the music was playing. Like I had um, one of my bros, X, hold the bigger ass speaker on his shoulder and on like a shoulder strap and then hold the umbrella for Alex who was holding the camera. And it was like, it was done on zero budget. Like majority of my videos, they're, I'm just like asking people if they can and stuff like that. And balling balling on a budget. Balling on a balling budget. Balling on a budget. But yeah, in terms of... Um, yeah, like a creative process for choreography, it comes from, a lot of it just comes from the music and what my interpretation of the music is, um, which I think is a, is a pretty general comment to make, but like, I feel like we all have different ways of interpreting that music and mm. telling a different story to how that music, you know, makes us feel what kind of, you know, what we want you guys to see as, a, as an audience. Um, but yeah, that's the. Uh, leading on from that question, bro, what's what's actually your favorite choreography to date, and like, what influenced you to get to your style? Like, who are your influences, bro? Mm. Um, my favorite piece of choreography. Oh, it'll probably be. As of, I th I can even think of this one right now, but. I really like my um, my new T-Pain set 
Yeah. Uh, it's a million times. I just released that video last night. Go check it out. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, um, that one, I played a lot with textures and stuff like that that I don't really usually do, or I mm. use my hips a little bit more than, than usual. Oh, let's um, go. Yeah. Fan service, let's go. Um, oh, inspirations. Um, I get a lot of inspiration and a lot of um, push from uh, CUNY Madrid yep. and Chris Martin in nice. terms of their lightheartedness and Larkin. Larkin Putin? Yes. Yep. Those main three. Um, but I've, I've recently been watching like people like Jay Blaze. Oh, that guy's got some heat, man. And um, even, um, you know, I wasn't that into her before, but then um, Victoria kind of got me into her. It was um, Diana Matos. I, I don't know who that is. She's dope. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much like my main sources of inspiration, those top three. And then just like lingering on into the inspirations is those those two and many others but yeah hmm. nice um so earlier uh actually not earlier uh last year right you did talk to me mm. yeah so uh i feel kind of stink but anton actually asked me to be a part of his talk to me group and i was like <laughs> fuck. sorry G. but um well first for the for the viewers that don't have any context context bro could you just walk us through um what talk to me is and what your piece was about if that's all good. So Talk To Me is, a, is essentially a showcase about um, suicide awareness. Yep. Um, it's very relevant here in New Zealand mm-hmm. and um, I like to speak very openly about it because I don't like to add to the statistic of other people who think it's taboo to talk about. So I, I think it should be a very open thing to kind of just bring out because if we you know keep isolating it and keep, keep it at the back of our minds, it's always going to kind of like almost eat us up inside and mm. um yeah like like talk to me as a as a dope um showcase that um gives artists like myself platforms to um share and express um different ways that suicide can impact us at um early stages or late stages of our lives so anyone from little kitties to old adults could um can participate in it um, and it's not like a, a serious kind of like, oh my God, who's got the best kind of like peace kind of thing. It's yeah. like we all kind of come together and showcase our own versions of what our concepts were being given. Yeah. So with mine, um, I had all men yeah. and um, the, the suicide rate for, for men in New Zealand is higher than the suicide rate for women and mm. um, particularly young men. Um, and I think a lot to do with it and, uh, and my main message was toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, and a lot that I've learned throughout pretty much last year to do with toxic masculinity just comes from um, like social gatherings with other other males like I used to be in this um, I used to play rugby I used to play rugby a lot I used to uh, I played rugby for five years um, and I was only doing what my dad wanted me to do yeah. um, and I'll get to my dad in a second but I I was in this team and you know I was always around these very staunch boys and 
always laugh and joking around and stuff like that. And that was cool. Like I enjoyed myself. It was, it was a fun time. Um, but there was a certain point to where some of the behavior that was happening in that team um, was almost, um, I felt like belittling. If you, mm-hmm. if you were to show like any sense of feminine qualities or you were to, um, yeah, just not want to do what the other boys were doing. You know, you were in, you were in a part of the, the cool group or the ones that, you know, did show that dominant um, masculine um, trait. Like, this one time, like, my mate would always mock me for, you know, are you gay? Are you gay or something? Do you, like, like dancers, dancers for gay? And then they would, like, they'll laugh and stuff. Like, no, nah, mm. just drinks, bro. Don't take it too hard. I was like... Oh, damn. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was like 14 or yep. whatever. And I was like, you know, I was still, that was when I was figuring out what I was going to do. But like that kind of like, oh, no, like dance wasn't that cool. But like it made me question it a little bit. But I always had a, like a fully flamed fire. Mm. I don't know if that's a thing. But in my heart. And I always tried to make sure that, you know, I stay true to myself. Yeah. But as a male amongst other males like that, it was almost, you know, it almost, it, it could almost beat you down if you almost felt another way um, and you didn't feel like the other boys. If you did, you know, like other boys, if you did, um, if you didn't want to go play touch up at lunch or whatever, like, you know, these ideas, these are perfectly fine and perfectly valid, but it just takes a whole society to kind of realize and accept. And I feel like we're, we're slowly evolving towards towards that um but when i was creating my talk to me piece i tried to make it as real for me and as many other new zealand boys or males out there as possible because i could make a story and totally make it up Mm -hmm. just be this fictional story but and call it oh this is about depression this is about the struggle and stuff like that but it wouldn't be authentic to mm. me or the other dancers in the group. So when I initially made the piece, it was it was just based around my upbringing that I knew that, yeah, like I said, like a, a bunch of other New Zealand boys have been through the struggles of playing rugby and um, like being around toxic males that would constantly talk about women in a certain way. Um, and would almost kind of get into the mode of, oh, girls can't throw, girls can't thing. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, who's the dominant one? Mm. The males. And it was like, yeah, just these ideas as well as um, this feeling of isolation and um, ones who, who, who can't speak out um, but do have almost feminine traits. Um, because I feel like I, I do. Well, I, I don't like to name it as feminine traits, but... You know, I like to think that I do have some uh, a subtle side, a real yeah. light-hearted side yeah. that I like to be real gentle. I like to be a thing, and I think that's perfectly fine. Um, and and ending that off with like um, just with other boys that that can see that and accept you because <coughs> they feel the same way as well is what I I essentially try to play with. But yeah, like toxic masculinity is a big thing mm-hmm. that I try to always make myself aware of especially um, yeah being a male myself hanging around with a lot of my gametes I always try and stay aware of my behaviour and the the people that I surround myself with because 
if I if I surround myself with the wrong people, essentially it's going to get into my head unconsciously, and then I'm going to like eventually become what I don't want to be. Hmm. But um, yeah, that was a that was a big thing, and I and there was a point like another story about took to me is when we when we performed on the day, um, I didn't feel the the boys' commitment to the piece and like conviction towards doing this idea and performing it properly. Yeah. So what I what I thought to myself is like, how can I, as a as a person who has facilitated the space and who's run these ideas up to them, um, make them aware of what's actually going on. Yeah. So I, I what I what I did was I pretty much just had to dehumanize myself, and what I what I mean by that is I stripped myself of this strong bold leader who's been taking these um, men for the past uh, five weeks and show them that this is actually real so I had to kind of draw from something real and and tell them how relevant this is and how real um, and I cried and I and I broke broke down in front of them and I and I wanted them to feel how yeah like how real it is Mm -hmm. because you can always dance about it and you can always yeah. you know preach about it, preach about it and you know talk the talk but can you walk the walk about it how real is it for you and i wanted to just show these um beautiful men what what it can actually feel like and yeah and i and i think that, that for me was a big point in the in that process was pretty much at the end of it when we were actually performing it but like just learning about it in the process yeah Bro, that's so that, bro, that's so powerful, bro. Yeah. Because that vulnerability is like it's, it's, it's a, a hard thing, thing to access. A lot of people don't understand that vulnerability isn't making yourself weaker, bro. It's actually you know you're confronting the things that you you know you're not comfortable with. Yeah. And that's and that takes strength and that takes courage, bro. To be uncomfortable is something that people aren't they don't want they don't want to do. That's why so many people are complacent with life, you know. Mm. Fuck, bro. That's so admirable, G. Shot, sure, man. Fuck. Just yeah. yeah. Because I try to not get too high up in my head, or I, I just don't even want to get to that point where I, I think I'm too high of a person, or I get, you know, too much in my head where I can't do things like that. Like, yeah. if I don't do that, then I'm not being the person I want to be. Yeah. Um, because I'm always aiming for better and higher expectations for myself, and that's one of the things that I've I've learned and I, I want to implement is just being human again. Mm. Because I feel like sometimes we can we can lose it in in this dance scene and all these um, oh that was fire oh that was yeah. cool and stuff like that but where's the human side where's Definitely. the like bro this is so genuine I I really appreciate it and stuff like that yeah just coming back to the to the square one because one of the best things that I heard throughout that process was before where dancers were humans yeah forefront of it and mm. I'm trying to make that you know my push. And finding that balance in between, you know, the dancers and humans, but always putting that first. We have humans, we have emotions, we have things that we want to bring into the room that may not be the greatest, may not, you know, we may not shine the brightest in the room because of the energy that we're bringing, hmm. but it's our full selves, yeah. and it's the and it's the things that matter. It's the it's the family problems, it's the partner problems, it's everything. That's the baggage that we carry, and that's the things that we should bring with us. Because it essentially just makes up who we are, yeah. And it doesn't strip us down, but only makes us stronger when Definitely. we acknowledge it. 
Yeah. Hmm. Um, just just as well, like, um, do you have any? Uh, what are the things that you do to help you deal with these problems? Like, uh, maybe that you feel like you can't speak up, or mm. that you have like maybe emotions that you bottle. Like, what's what's some healthy ways that you deal with it that maybe like people could take away from? I feel like sometimes if you ever get to a stage where you're just you're like done and you can't do it anymore, mm. sometimes like completely just venting and shouting to the top of your lungs, like finding a quiet. <coughs> Um, quiet park or something like that and just full on bolting it out mm. um, and that's not necessarily talking but it's a way to kind of just vent all of this you know you think of yourself as you know kind of like a computer and you overheat it just starts to build up so what do you need to do you just kind of need a release um, and, and you can do that in many ways it doesn't have to be shouting out um, it can be as simple as yeah like Letting it, letting it off to someone and just talking or writing um, uh, writing in a journal or something like that. Um, but I think the, the best form mm. for anyone is to, is to know, it's hard to say, but is to know what you, what you like. Because I like, I, I would try and I've tried it to just scream and just let everything out. But my personal approach might be different to um, someone else's who, who may not you know, be about that life. Um, but yeah, just, just think of what's the best way you like to um, you know, let things out. And, and that could be an experiment almost because some people like, don't know how to let things out. So you just kind of have to experiment with um, talking to people or writing things down if you're a bit of an introvert. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I, what I think um, of that. Nice. Yeah. Huh. Love the questions. Thank you. Um, uh, like, I, I don't know if you get this feeling, eh, but when you see like another male cry, mm. it, does it hit you harder than if you see like maybe a female cry or in a way? Yeah, and, and that's um, only because of the societal norms that mm. we've set. Like, oh, females will cry when they're sad or whatever, but you'll never see a man cry. You'll mm, never see yeah. like a, a dude cry because he, I don't know, lost his keys or something, but you'd right. expect, you'd perfectly think that that's fine for women and stuff mm. like that. But, you know, what's to say that we won't cry if we uh, lose our keys or anything and, you know, be called dramatic and stuff like that. Like, what what's the flip and reverse from a female to us? Like, why are these standards so... Um, heavily put on women and the expectations on women are so high that us men can't you know act the same and be treated the same as well Mm. like you know because like often I find that you know growing up it was almost built into us that boys are given toy cars boys are given um, yeah like typical racing blue and stuff like that and then girls are given the pinks and stuff like that and then automatically sometimes when you when you think of the pinks it's like oh that's that's pretty gay that's pretty you know and and see stereotypes and when when boys wear pink or boys um you know start to associate themselves with like oh barbie dolls and stuff like that then it's like oh you're pretty weak bro that's and that's that that's the low point 
Mm. That's the low point, and that's what I want to try and um, that's what I want to try and bring forth more with my um, with my choreography and my creative process. Mm. Is try and bring forth those ideas. Maybe not in the most obvious like here yeah. it is, but very uh, very subtle messages in the back that will point directly to that. That'll make them the audience think like, hmm. Yeah. I know that's a lot to digest to you, but... And that's that's uh, all good, bro. Yeah, I feel very strongly about that topic. And um, yeah, and I know suicide's a big thing. So I I like to... I'd like to say that I have a a strong voice about it and I'd like to, um, yeah, advocate for for the elimination of toxic masculinity. Um, Yeah, because I feel like to some extent there is there is a there is a healthiness to masculinity, and I don't know how exactly, but I feel like being with the boys and stuff like that, playing games and stuff that that holds a certain relationship with your brothers and stuff like that, Mm. and it's up to those relationships. Like, will those relationships will kind of depend on how they see you and if they're open enough to accepting you for possibly being gay or um or not like them because if they're if they're your real boys if they're like your real day ones or whatever they'll love you no matter what and they'll uh-huh. tell you they love you um because yeah that, that's a real thing just telling your brother you love them uh-huh. you know i can look at you and i say i love you bro and, and it's and it's a different kind of feeling because yeah, it comes yeah. from a man and it's not it's not a female where it's like f- female to female or mm. female to male, but almost there's a different kind of feeling like, yeah, oh yeah, shit, like, you know? And it hits different. It definitely does. And that's only because of the norms that we've been taught where it's like, you wouldn't really say that. But, you know, you'd know that, you'd know, like the bro loves you, but mm. when you bring it forward, then it's like, you know? And it's nice. Mm. And it's nice. But, um, yeah. I love you too, Anton. Yeesh. That's love. <laughs> um, so what's what's the best class you've taken? Why was it the best? Uh, taking, um, oh my God, I remember this. Yeah. Um, it was Chris Martin and Larkin's oh, class. Yeah. And um, I went to Australia dance camp. And for the end of the, the camp, they did a set with towels um, to this song. Um, but it was like so iconic like they taught us to sit yeah. and they, it was like a Hawaiian shirt day so uh-huh. you just wore your Hawaiian shirt and um, shout out to Onihanga Markets that's where oh. I put my shirt that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I, I feel that I feel that and then um, yeah like they did this whole towel choreography thingy and then we went up to the beach and then performed the choreography oh, and so then dope. ended in the water like just splashing in the water so oh, dope like, is there a video or, or did yeah, you just there's a video oh. she asked this but Bro, it was so epic like one of the best classes like i just felt so free and stuff like that like oh. i didn't have much friends there but like i was just like oh i'm living like my, my life this mm. is this is so right dance is so right for me you know at that moment i just yeah i just immersed myself in that moment so much that i just let go and it was so good so good those two together they mm. can make me so happy so good I always love asking this question because almost with um, 
almost with how kind of saturated the dance market is with like all these classes mm. like which ones stick with you the most you know and for some people it's classes from years ago and i'm so surprised i'm like why does this class from years ago spark so much for you it's like and sometimes just the simple things because it was just it was just simple and i was like focusing on the more funner aspect of dance and mm. i was like oh, damn that's so cool yeah and it's just cool to see where everyone because usually the, the class that you remember the most is the one that influences you the most right mm. so then when i remember um like when i ask people and i see all all their favorite dance classes i'm like oh okay so this is how you kind of this is how your style kind of revolves around i'm like yeah. that's so cool bro um who are your favorite people to learn from in nz at the moment mm. burn bridges burn bridges <laughs> <laughs> Favorite people to learn from? I like learning from Riley. He's a yeah, he's real dope. He has, he has a really nice training process, and I really enjoyed just the the push, just to keep going. And um, yeah, his yeah, go hard. His shit's so challenging, mm. and it's so like he's crazy. Mm. Um, I also like to learn from oh. I recently, oh not recently, like last year I took a class from Paris. I really enjoyed that. Similar, similar um, vibes to, to Riley. Yeah. Um, funny story about that. Like I, I had up to that point, like I didn't like, I had like, I was like, oh yeah, I have a good view, but not really. I don't really know. I've heard so much. Yeah. And then I went there and I formed my own opinion. Yeah. And for once I was like, huh. It's not that bad. Like mm. and she's actually better than I thought. Ah, because yeah. Because of, I don't know. I've just heard so much. And, same, same. And it's just you know I want I want to build my own opinions now Definitely. from now on because because of things like that. Like she's first of all she's a Pacific um, Pacific choreographer that represents the same small nations of islands that I do. Mm. And she's out there representing and getting paid bigger than anyone else is in the industry. So like, where's the respect with that? Like first and like first and foremost for me, like that's my my home is the Pacific, yeah. And her home too is the Pacific as well. So like, you know, automatically there we're born into. Oh my God, this is. It's on your new end, right? Yeah, or, yeah. I remember I saw you in Polyface one one year. Oh, real? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Let's go. Um, I, was, I was a supporter back then, too, bro. Let's go. Bro, my guy. Um, yeah, and... Uh, oh, yeah. So, Paris, Riley, and... Uh, 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 uh. Oh. Oh, yeah. And um, my love, Victoria. Let's go. She, um, Wholesome. She, she, she constantly put stuff out there that challenges me and mm. things that I've never told us, but I don't like, but I know that I don't like it yeah. because my body doesn't feel comfortable yeah. doing it. Yeah. And it do- and it hates it. And it hates it so much yeah. that, I, that I tell myself automatically like, wow, oh, you don't like it. Like we've done million or like tons of classes in here where I've just been like, ah, oh, I don't want to do it. But that's only because I've consciously now realized Oh, it's because you could never do it. You could mm. never execute it properly. Mm. You could never look as authentic as she does doing yeah. that style as, you know. And that's one of the things I like now. Definitely. Is the things that I don't like. Yeah. Is the things that I should be trying to push for because that's that's where the growth is. Um, yeah, I, I'd say that those are like my favorite people to learn from mm. in, in, in Z. Um, but yeah. 
But I'm just leading on from that, bro. Like, I just want to give a, I just want to give a quick shout out to um, Vicky as well, G. Because honestly, bro, like, um, what I respect so much about like you guys is, um, I I see it. A good example of this is they, both of you guys did the robin's nest, which was, mm. uh, uh, not the robin's nest, the crow's nest, which mm. is a battle event we ran when uh, Boo Boo the crow was in New Zealand, and they both entered and they haven't battled before, right? No. Oh, no. except for schools, battle schools, yeah, but Keith. that was shout out to Keith. Keith. <laughs> you took the L, bro. <laughs> bro, rematch. Nah. <laughs> Damn. Fuck you, I actually do rounds on site, Jay. Oh, but these two, when they came on to do uh, Crow's Nest, what really stuck out for me was like, you guys didn't um, bend yourself to other, other other dance styles. You know, when songs came on, you guys didn't bend yourself to other things. You didn't try to do uh, whacking. If you don't know how to whack, you didn't try to do all these different things. So you guys were just you guys, and you guys stuck to your personality, and you guys knew how you guys like to move, and you're so confident with it. Mm. And when I saw you guys in that realm, I was like, Bro, that's so crazy. Like these guys know themselves so much and they know, you know, how they want to move. And mm. I just respect that so much, bro. And I appreciate it. That's that's why you guys are able to make the things that you that you make right now and that's why you guys are able to evolve so much. So fuck. Big respect to you guys. Trap. Big trap. Alright, collab series. Who do you wanna collab with next? Top three. Ooh. Top three. And a side one, she's a top three underrated dancers in New Zealand. Oh, let's go, let's go. Burn some more bridges, let's go. Wow. Um, top three collabs. I guess oh, one oh, of them. Who, who do you want to collab with next? That was the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who do you want to collab with next? Yeah. I want to. I want to collab with. An Ninjede. Or, or just. No. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, bro. I'll tell you. I'd love to collab with. Uh, oh man, this is so hard off the top of my head. Um, I love to collab with one of my bros from um, Wellington, Tasman. Nice, nice, yeah. Um, part of the Modern Moves. Um, um, another person would be. Uh, I'm just thinking like broadly of like New yep. Zealand dancers. I love to collab with. Um, oh man, this is so hard. Uh, ah, uh, yeah, I'd love to see my like see what would happen if I collab with Riley. Nice, that'll be dope. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to collab with. Uh, Okay, I'm just gonna stick with those two because I no, think of any. No, um, underrated yep. dancers. I'd say one of them would be um, Minbin. He's oh, dope. In yep. Christchurch. Um, I like watching um, Nese dance. Yeah. Nice. He's, he's a cool. Rewa hard. Rewa! Um, and. And Ethan Hika. Oh, interesting. Interesting yeah. choices, bro. He's um he's very he's he's killer, that dude. And he I recently saw him um competed at a vocal and I was like you, you got something different. 
Mm. It's so dope. And it's not too often that people from the hip hop urban community jumps in to one of those events and he jumped in and I was like, bro, man. Solid. Yo. Okay. Most effective way to grow as a dancer? Mm. Take classes. A lot of classes. Mm. And as well as that, self, do some self-evaluation. So yeah. Yeah. if you record yourself at class, first of all, don't make it to be an intention of, oh, it's going to be a dope upload. That needs to stop like ASAP because that is almost building into a toxic nature of itself where yeah. you're just like doing it just for the sake of it. And I put up this poll before, remind me to go back to this, but like where I was like, do, pe- do people go to classes for clout? Yeah. And a lot of the responses were interesting. I mean, there were some that were saying like, hell yeah. And then there were some like saying like, hell yeah. But like, it's like an unconscious thing that people like have on their minds. And, and even like um, Indigo got back to me as well. And she's, she facilitates one of the biggest urban classes yep. in Auckland or New Zealand right definitely, now. Definitely, definitely. Um, and that, and that was interesting. You know, she agreed with it and she said like, sometimes I think about it and stuff like that. I can't quote her exactly word yeah. for it, but um, she did agree and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like, first of all, like, if I could go back and this is like my advice for to grow as a dancer specifically a hip hop dancer is to like know your foundation and mm. to like learn the basics first before jumping into the really hard complicated um, Kari stuff like that's where the Kari stuff came from or derived from is yep. all the hip hop styles popping, knocking, breaking um, all that good stuff that's in the respect of urban that's mm it's like father and then that's what was born from it um so like learn those first and then start to find yourself in that realm of urban um yeah and i'm only speaking to that of a of a urban kind of dancer um but in terms of dance in general yeah take heaps of classes record yourself um self-evaluation but also self-affirmation as well is good because as much as it is to build yourself uh, to you know critique yourself and not bring yourself down but tell yourself you're not good enough or uh, you you need more work is you need a balance of that and you're dope you're, you're doing good you're making mm. progress and these words of affirmation can can just build you up a little bit more and then the words of you know um, the need to develop can just bring it down a little bit and it's just that constant um, you know, cycle as well as your physical um, ability to grow as a dancer, it'll just kind of just slowly but surely pick up. You know, mm. um, it won't happen overnight, but um, slowly but surely it'll happen. And and I can only say this from my own experience because recently I've um, like there was a little story, but I've gone through like a phase where like I was in technique class one day mm. um, at uni and we we're doing this phrase I had no idea what I was doing and I froze and oh. I didn't I didn't know what I was doing and that's and I and I felt ashamed I felt useless I felt like shit I didn't want to do anything I I like but 
I didn't give up. I didn't. I yeah. didn't run away. I, one thing I've ne- I will never do is run out of groups. I will stand there and make myself look like an idiot until the song is done, and then I walk off. Yeah. But like the thing with that is like, it wasn't a proud moment that I did that. It was more of like a a reality check that yeah. I don't I I don't have all the tools in my kit at the moment. I still oh. need work. I still yes. need training and stuff like that. And it was a reminder because sometimes I get into the state where. I'm like, oh, yo, I got this. I can do this. I can yeah. do that. But then that reality check of you don't got this, you need to go back. And it was like a, it was something I had to tell myself mm. um, because sometimes I have other people kind of let me know like, oh, like, you know, what else classes are you doing and stuff like that. But I kind of, I, I'm, I kind of ignore it. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just mm. doing my thing. Yeah. But then like, yeah, when that hit, plus I learned whacking that day. Yeah, very interesting process. No idea what I was doing, but like that day was a reality check to become a student and bring myself down again in terms of me always being the one to lead something or to be the mm. one that knows. Yeah. Um, and oh, that has knowledge in a process. Yeah. Um, but to be the one that's the sponge and mm. just to soak things up, and that was a good reminder. And I'm still still going through that at the moment, but like yeah. Earner Foundation. Um, yeah. That's solid. That's a solid take on staying in groups as well. Yeah. The whole reality check thing because uh, I've seen it quite more often uh, recently. It was just like, um, well, to the few classes that I actually do go to yeah. is that if some people don't uh, know things in groups, they're like, all right, got to bounce. And it's just like, yeah. No, ah. I and I feel like that's, that's, I never encourage that to, uh, like I get it. I get why you uh, do it. Like you just feel so embarrassed, but it uh, there's almost like a, a more embar- there's more embarrassment in, in just running le- yeah running yeah. and just staying there and just owning it like yeah you can just own it in freestyle and then the student like the the, the teacher like I personally wouldn't be offended in any way I'd be Hard. more offended if you like walked off like, you know. Because that's like your moments are shining. If you're not taking advantage of those moments, whether it be getting the choreo or doing something completely out of out of context, like you're still growing. That's mm. growth right there. Is when you stay and you um, you convince yourself like, ah, this is it. I need to own it. Uh, this is this is a question I um. So when when I when I come up with these questions, I come up with like. I try to look at who who you are and yeah. what you do and like what I want to learn from you. Mm. But this is like something that's been on my mind for a while. And I, I even I even like typed it up online on a forum to just hear people's responses and like they were really they weren't the responses I was looking for, but what, uh, this is a question for you. What what do you think is the purpose of like groups at the end? Mm. Yeah, like what do you think is the actual purpose of groups at the end? Oh well at least for you, what's what's your purpose for doing groups? Mm. Okay, groups. Yeah. That's a that's a very interesting question because yeah. it comes back to the open classes and stuff yeah. like that and things that I've um a few of the lessons that I've I've learned. Groups are are a place for students to just show that they they know the material and they, they've learned um the material properly and the, and it just gives them bigger space. It should be, yeah. you know, just so that they can you know, stretch their arms yeah. a little bit more with the with the material that they've learned, um, and it's you know it's not a it shouldn't be a place to show off. There is a time and place for yeah. groups, yeah, auditions, mm-hmm. um, 
or yeah yeah mostly auditions or anything around that of showing so that you can get somewhere where it's like I'm doing a show off I'm doing it to be more out there because you're trying to be better than the next person so you can get the job yep. get booked put money uh, put food on the table mm. that's your situation you bag. have to do that um, but when it's in, in a class mm. in a workshop that's that's a classroom like that's a place to um, to be better for yourself and not be better for whoever's watching like and try to impress anyone because like I said there's auditions for that there's a perfect there's an environment that's perfectly fitted for that kind of thing. Mm. And when, um, I guess when some people get it caught up in, oh, you know, I'm just, uh, I can't wait to do groups so I can um, have these people look at me and watch how I kill off this combo. Like, that's not growth. That's not showing that you know the set. That's showing that you want to show it to other people and not show it to yourself and show that yeah. oh I have grown like I couldn't do this move before but now I can do it and I'm acknowledging that rather than oh I'm doing this move so that they can see that I did it and I'm waiting for an applause or I'm waiting for um, someone to go off because I just killed off this move now when it comes into this uh, term select groups yeah it's a for me, yeah, I avoided that for my first year of teaching at um, Crave, mm. and I and I didn't want to do it because it was it almost the because of the way it makes you feel when when the teacher comes around gives you the point and everyone goes oh and then they all start cheering like it's cool because maybe for you you've never been picked or yeah. or like you know your friends are just gassing you up constantly and they're just like, oh my god like cool like they're just they're just supporting they don't really think of you know what's the what what's actually going through them when the the finger goes past them and it goes into their friend like that feeling of like oh, is he gonna pick me or is he gonna pick me it's it's like um it almost uh destroys the purpose of of a class when when you're when you're waiting for that to happen mm -hmm. it should just be like a oh real oh don't like I'll, I'll i'll jam it with you like yeah almost like a or well, I'll, I'll i'll jam groups and stuff like that like not a um, not a thing you should expect to do yeah. when you come to, to class because yeah like I, I really appreciate classes where they don't have that because it doesn't set a certain uh, tone for the class mm. um, when they come out and then they say oh you do this group you do that group um, I like a class where it's just like just um, yeah just normal big groups and then we just go home like it's yeah. cool um, but I think as well there is there is a a dope essence to this term select groups because you know you're acknowledging students who have worked hard in the class yeah. and that's not to say that no one else has worked hard like everyone yeah. has but there's just something about them that you find particularly dope and mm. it's not um because you find you know it's not because you've seen them dance before and stuff like that and you just want to pick them because you want to see them do it it should be for the sake of like students like the student it's the student's classroom the teachers are the the provider of work and whether or not you the the teacher gets through the whole combo or something like that it should be dependent on the students and how much they can pick up and um the level that they're at if they can pick up the whole combo chuck it at them if they can't only give them half still a little bit of a challenge at the end and then coming that into like groups it's like okay if you know that they're all hungry for um like 
you know, just smaller groups and just feed that to them. But if you feel like there's a certain tone where they're like waiting to be picked for select, then yeah. you know, you know that there's a there's almost off tone and it'll really just put off the class if you just, you know, give in to that. Because like if I'm standing there and I and I really want to get picked and the person next to me gets picked, then I'm gonna feel destroyed. And essentially wow. the students are it's the students' classroom. So if majority of them if you only pick five out of a class of 20, then you've pretty much destroyed the class. And that's my own opinion. But um, yeah, like I said, there's a time and place and, mm. I, and, and that's dope for its own thing. But in a classroom, just know the purpose and know that it's meant for mistakes and growth. Mm. Um, yeah, because uh, growth comes from the mistakes. So you just got to keep making them until you yeah, keep leveling up. Yeah. Wow. That's insightful, bro. So, viewer question. Viewer question. Dear Wasta Dilly's podcast, I'm currently 16 years old. Nice. We're nice. reaching to all demographics. It's not just my fans. <laughs> and one of my goals is to become more confident with my choreography. So I picked this one for you, bro. Yep. I dance and go to classes regularly. Well, I guess not right now. I'm confident in myself as a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm confident in myself as a dancer, but as a choreographer, my pieces never come out the way I want it to. Yeah, I feel you, bro. I either don't like the way it looks or the way it feels and usually end up throwing it away altogether. How do I gain confidence as a choreographer and make my choreography better? Mm. Oh. That's a, that's, a, that's a big one to digest. Yeah. Um, 16 years old, though, man. Fuck you, the man. Oh, you're the girl. That's dope. That's uh. cool. Um... I think a lot of it comes from you critiquing yourself. You're at the end of the day, you're the biggest like critic of yourself and mm. you will constantly tell yourself, you know, this doesn't look cool. This doesn't look the way that I want it to. But in all honesty, if I watched it or if Andy watched it or if anyone watched it, they would have a completely different yeah. viewpoint of this. Like, oh man, that moment was really dope. Can you like try and make more moments like this or try and expand on this or whatever? Like, Possibly, like, get your friends to watch it or get, mm. like, um, get critique from people. Or I even remember one of the bros who, who came to my classes at Crave, like, he was, like, if you're up to this confidence level of, like, really, if you feel, like, this comfortable, but he, he literally just showed me the set. Like, he played the music and he was like, oh, this is the set that I'm working on. What do you think I can do? And you just play the song and they yeah. show me the set. And I was like, oh, dope. Like, it was actually really good, like, mm. stuff. But, you know, I just gave him, like, a couple little notes and stuff like that. And he was sweet. Um, but, yeah, what, 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 what do you think? Um, In terms of... I think... I think the fact that she's 60... Oh, it's a girl. Fuck. Yeah, whatever. It's not anonymous anymore. But I think the fact that she's 16 is, like... Don't get too caught up in maybe instant gratification. Yeah. Because social media kind of promotes that culture yeah. a lot where if you get a like, you know, people think that your things is cool, you'll think it's cool. And then, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of just getting stimulated so much by all this like yeah. dopamine, right? So don't get caught up in like instant gratification because it's going to be hard. Of course, like when you choreograph, when you choreograph, it's not always easy. Yeah. Sometimes you'll get choreo blocks. Sometimes it won't come out the way you want it to because you have high expectations for yourself and that's great. But 
putting yourself in an uncomfortable position is how you're gonna grow. So mm. keep pushing your choreography and keep thinking. Like don't don't be so okay with yes or no. Mm. Uh, and what I, what I mean is like don't be okay with like a straight. Um, is this good? Is this not? Think about how can this be better? Like mm. what am I doing that's not allowing me to push forward? And Anton mentioned before, um, when he gets when the choreography gets so stuck that you can't move towards uh, the direction of going right or going left. Like what what are you limiting yourself mm. to? Think think harder. Think harder and really try harder. Mm. That's that's my take. Sorry, I just burped. Um Yeah, like yeah, that was that was a dope point. Um just yeah, I I guess going back to the the same notes that kind of apply from growing as a dancer, not necessarily the classes, but self-evaluation. Mm. Um, and I guess you probably sound like you do do that when you say you, do, you don't like the way it looks or feels. Um, but try to like, look deeper to what the choreography is. Maybe it's just the way that it's executed. Maybe it needs a different texture or a different layer. Mm. Um, because there's endless possibilities to how you can perform a certain piece. It's just how you do it because there's there can be you can hit something hard and then it maybe looks you know all right but then what if you if there was like a and then you hit it um you didn't hit it like a uh like a shot but you hit it very slowly and you just cut through the music um yeah just just play around with different ideas and you'll honestly just find yourself um, growing confident as well as sharing it with others because you can't grow without you know, getting yourself out of your own headspace because yep. that's something that can honestly just beat you down and mm. I can only say this from my own experience and take your ego out yeah because mm. honestly like you're 16 when you make choreography at 16 it's not gonna look like fucking amazing as yeah. like you'll probably look back at this unless, you, unless you have dope training like yo, hard, like hard. Sienna, Lala or hard. whatever like ah yeah hard that's crazy but yeah if if you if you're honestly mm. still young and you're still learning don't not to say that you you're not dope but like don't expect mm. that you're gonna produce like a like a full-on masterpiece just know that everything is a process yeah and it will come with time you just have to yeah. you know persevere because that's one of the the big things and mm. then the confidence and the confidence will come and then you'll start to appreciate your art more and mm. you'll start to want to put it out and then other people like i said will um appreciate it as well because like you'll see a difference to how we'll see it like i said before mm. um but yeah and that will hopefully make your choreography better solid what's one piece of advice you would give yourself five years ago and what's one thing you want to say to the um you five years from now Five years ago, where, yeah. where was I? 20, oh, shucks, 2015. Let's go. Um, bro, bloody listening school, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, oh, just like try more things. Like mm. um, when you do contemporary dance in, in class, um, in your dance class, like pay attention, actually know that it's a, it's vital piece of information and it's what can help you understand your artistry way earlier than you did. 
like, like you think that you're, you know, you're unsure of yourself, but once you do pay attention to all the little things that you ignored before, you're going to realize that it's going to benefit you in the future. Mm. Small Anton, 15 year old. Um, what's one thing you would, mm, five years from now, mm. I guess, um, hope you have a house, nice house. Nice car. Um, drive a nice car. Nice car. Um, I guess I hope you're doing things that um, make you happy and you're nice. living the dream that you told yourself five years ago before you got to where you are. Because, yeah, life's still short. Tomorrow's never guaranteed. I'm coming for you uh, five, year, five years from now, Anton. Yes. I want to show you this video and just... Show me. Show me. I want to see, see what happens, show you know? Show me the money. All right, bro. Uh, this is the last one. So what's next for you? And just plug yourself and then we'll call it a day. Uh, uh, my name is Anton Polifale. Um, what's next for me? A lot of stuff. Isolation and quarantine. Yeah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> Safety first. Uh, hand sanitizer and wash your hands for 20 seconds. Sing happy birthday two times. Um, no, it's just, uh, what's next for me? A lot of content, a lot of, um, a lot more work to, uh, evoke more thoughts from, uh, the lovely community around me. Um, and yeah, follow me at anton.polifale, that's A-N-T-O-N dot P-U-L-E-F-A-L-E on Instagram and, um, yeah, and I'm going to try and upload on YouTube more. So Anton Polifale on YouTube too. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. For having me. Appreciate you, my guy. Sweet. I'm on mountains on my own. Don't need nobody. Change your mind when I change my life. Better start believing in myself.